church. And one day I was reading the Bible. This was last uh, summer of 22. And um, something something was telling me, go to church. Go meet your brother Nick again. Go to the church. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go to church. Got up. Told my wife, listen, I'm going to go to church. She was like, okay, enjoy. I went. I surprised you there. You pulled up with your moped. Mm-hmm. And you were shocked to see me. So I went in the church with you. We was, uh, I think it was John who was preaching that day. It was John. And, uh, you know, I was talking with you and everything. But then that's kind of, we saw the events there. And, you know, I didn't think, I still didn't think much of the church. I just went there to meet up with you. Yeah. Um, so, um, we saw the events there for the kids. So you brought your daughter, I brought my daughter. It was a week event in the church. And, you know, me and you got downstairs. We did the Bible study. And, um, it was, it was fine, you know, I mean, I, I didn't agree on everything, uh, with the person who led the Bible study, nothing against that person, but I guess, you know, everybody has their, their own outlook sometimes on the doctrine. Yeah. And just like you said, you know, with churches as well, it can be the same. And we got to be careful of that because unless you read your Bible, you know your God, and we and He leads us. He gives us understanding through the Scripture. Mm-hmm. Through many ways, He gives us understanding, not just through the Scripture, through others who know. You know the truth because the Spirit of Truth is in us. Yes. Because we desire, we hunger for the truth. So the Spirit of Truth knows that and He gives us the truth. Amen. He 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 helps us to understand and know if something's out of context. Something's being added. Something's being subtracted. Which God forbids. And says. Let us subtract from my word. And you will be accursed. Um, I have to say for example. You know. uh, When I started to go to Trinity. um, The services. Little by little. Once a week. I started to see, you know, the pastor, um, when he would preach, he was strictly by the book, strictly by the doctrine. And I respected that. And it it led me to come back. And then you came to me, Nick, about getting baptized. Mm. So I said, yeah. And and I've been baptized as a child. We were born in the Catholic faith. Mm. But we all know that that, that's not what it is. So... Um, I got baptized. You got baptized the same day as me, which was a wonderful thing, amazing experience. And from there, I I've been into the church specifically because of the leadership. Okay. It's not the church that we judge, but it's the leadership. Who's leading the flock? Is it the good shepherd, or is it a false shepherd? And this is something. Unless you know your Bible. You know your God. You spend time in the Word. You won't know if the leadership in the church that you're tending the services to is giving you the truth, is feeding you. So, yes, this is a very, very serious matter for all members of the faith, all followers of Christ. You feel as if your church is not giving the right doctrine, it's not feeding you. Then. You have to speak to the Lord about this to guide you and to help you. If you are um, the kind of person that needs to be around the fellowship, that needs to be around those who pray and worship, because it does, it, it's good to be around those who are believers because, like they say, you know, if a charcoal falls out of the grill, it loses its fire. So the same goes for us who are believers of the faith. We're not here to judge the church. We're not here to go against the church. But let's be real. There are churches that are giving lying, deceiving doctrines, sucking you in for prosperity reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wrong greed. Well, basically, I, I look at it as like a lot of churches. I don't even 
I really don't even believe that any of these guys are real Christians. I I think they they basically they they see this on TV like with uh what's his name? Uh T G Jakes and uh, the other guy, uh Kenneth Copeland and all these other men, Clefo Dollar. His name just says it all right there. But um What's it called? Yeah, I just see, I, I see that, you know, in these churches, like, I think these, like, a lot of men see, like, the money they're getting, they see the prosperity they're getting, and the prosperity that I believe that God is talking about is the, in the Old Testament, is when he was speaking to the Jews, that the, like, Israel is supposed to be the light of the world. And Israel was supposed to be like the only, you know, country and establishment that was supposed to reveal God. And everybody who came to Jerusalem, it's like everybody who comes to America, they see the city here, the establishment, but it's not according to the faith. But I'm just saying, like, when they see Jerusalem, they could see like an empire there that was that was not ordinary, that was like not of the world and we were supposed they were supposed to show like a clean righteous image i personally blame it on solomon you know for all the wives he had but um as i'm saying but the church of uh, oh, but um about back to the men that you know they um they talk about prosperity they talk about prosperity according to money they think it's like uh, they're just preaching all cherry picking from the gospels that you know, that, oh, you know, I'll, I'll heal, you know, we'll give you a healing, sow a seed, a thousand dollar seed, thirteen hundred, nineteen hundred, you know, even thirty dollars, it doesn't matter, there is no, I don't know what they do to get these doctrines, and I don't, what gets me is how do people believe this? How do people actually believe this, and they, there's so many people just sitting there, and they're clapping, and they're going, and like praising these people like they really like great when they're <laughs> they're total thieves and it's only robbing you and they're laughing at you behind your back i don't understand i feel so bad for these people but on the other hand i'm like should i do that for them for their you know like god says you know my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge or if that's lack of knowledge or it's just lack of you know desiring the true holy spirit because i think they're just hearing what they want to hear so they're paying you know to get whatever blessings they they're intending to get but what happens when they don't get those blessings who gets the blame god gets the blame right they're going to say oh is this something or maybe themselves and say oh maybe something i did wrong or maybe you know i wasn't i wasn't good enough maybe i sinned you know, I did something that God has not blessed me. So let me sow more money. This is what these these preachers they they preach about, and this is how they get you. This is how they they know, like, because we're always gonna sin, we're always gonna make mistakes. It's like you know, Christ was the only one who's perfect. So how you know how do these people believe actually they're gonna you know obtain all these blessings by being perfect and by these men giving them blessings and i don't know because i don't even know do these blessings even happen do their kids even get healed or whatever drug problem they have or whatever you know whatever financial troubles happen i don't even know if this even works but there was a church i went to and you know it was good i felt very warmed and welcomed there and, you know, it was just, the, but the message I was getting was horrible. It was a horrible message. And, you know, it was prosperity. And I argue with the pastor. And the pastor, you know, like, he, he, he tries to defend himself. And, you know, he tries to think that, you know, trying to use the scripture against me. All I have is Christ. All I have is Christ. He preaches nothing of Christ. They come in the name of Jesus Christ, but they preach nothing of Christ's words. All they go is to the Old Testament and to, you know, Jeremiah or David this or Exodus this or all the other prophets, what they said that it's only prosperity. There was another thing I want to get off my my, uh, my chest too. Um, I seen a video on YouTube and maybe, maybe I'll, no, not YouTube, Facebook. And I'll probably post it on later on. Uh, I'll put up that clip on, on video later. Um, what happened is this kid was uh, sitting in the... It makes me laugh. But 
And he was sitting in front of the church. Like he's sitting in the front row and he's like scratching his head. Like he's like all disturbed and like some demons in him or something. And what happens is he gets up and pulls a knife out and goes to the pastor. And then he's just, he's like stalling. And he doesn't, he doesn't know what to do. He's pacing back and forth. And then all of a sudden he does like this girly, scary movie thing. And then he's shaking on the floor. And they said everybody started praying right away once he pulled that knife out. I don't believe that because, number one, there would have at least been a shot. I've seen the video. I would call the police. Exactly. You know, it just don't make sense. Like, if the minute somebody pulls a knife out, you know, aren't somebody going to try to grab him? Or yeah. And all they did is when he fell on the floor and passed out, somebody kicked the knife, and they were just, like, going, like, saying get out demon get out demon they didn't even grab him or contain him and i gotta show you this video later and it's just and a lot i i commented on it and many people like i pray you see a miracle you're a very doubtful man you're a very negative person and all that and i'm like like just open your eyes don't you see that the pastor is trying to show that look God is here. There is power in this church. And then after that happens, what happens is you're going to get many people who believe that and they follow that. And then they start preaching a different doctrine. Then they start preaching about prosperity and people are like, whoa, there was a miracle. God stopped that person from killing the pastor. So the pastor must be a true man of God. So here is the money. I know he has power in him and all that. So that's what... That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of there's a lot of this this garbage going on today, and it's like you know it just gets me. It's like even in the church, even in our church, you know that we get you know we have um people there, you know I don't I don't say names. I'm just saying that but we have things going on there that's just you know after you know there's certain gossip because that's one thing that was the biggest problem is gossiping. And, you know, everybody's just, like, bad mouth. There's a lot of, like, you know, drama going on, especially with the, you mentioned before, Joe, about with women, like, with men and women being together in the church, you know. I'm not totally against it, you know, but I believe that women, like, you know, I don't know, like, I think they should be a better character, towards men but the women need to look to the men but the the problem is the men don't do it and not doing their job of showing the leadership as a as an image of christ you know like because i see a lot of guys that talk about oh yeah jesus this jesus that oh god bless me oh god is great and this and that and it's like one girl passes like one girl shows them attention and it's like well they threw the bible right out the window like everything they just said was like was like they're like totally hypocritical and it's like, you know, me, I'll be honest. Yes, I would love, I would love to, to have a woman. I would love to have a wife, you know, of the faith and a woman who's truly obedient and not just saying to me, to God. Like she's truly of the faith and me and her could work as one, you know. But, you know, I just, when it comes, there were certain, you know, the people I seen that, I seen what kind of woman they were and I wouldn't go near that you know it's like it's because if i go near that if i start getting with her and then she takes me away from the faith you know because you gotta understand it's either you're worshiping the lord and it's either by it's fully committing to him or it's either that woman is going to distract you from the faith if she is not according to the faith if she just comes to church which most girls i see do they just come to church and then after they just go out and start partying or they just want, you know, they, they talk about nothing with God. And every time I talked about something, it was like, you know, they would just listen and other people just listen, but they always cut me off when they change a topic, you know. So this is this is where a lot of stuff is corruption. There's a lot of things I can't even think about right now, but that are on my mind that what I see in the, in the churches and it's just that, you know, it's just, gets me but i can't really really 100 percent get it you know get the full thought on my head right now but um would you want to add something to that every church well uh, like i say every church has its uh 
What were they? You know, as Jesus says, many have called you a savior. A church's door should always be open. Even to those that have their own reasons why they go to church. But I respect the church for the fact that they always have the doors open. But yes, some of us in the church, we go there to feed on the word, feed on the spirit, the worship and praise, the fellowship. And of course, I believe in that. We need it. But I'm sure everyone has a story in their church about this one and that one. And there's something very sinful and wicked going on in those churches that, hey, some, some know about. Some don't, you know, but like it goes back to Israel. Mm. Israel was the first. Then came the church. So Israel is an example of the church because they were the first. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I never saw, I never, I don't know anything about God judging Israel according to a few bad apples. Mm. But according to the leadership, it judged Israel mm. and punished Israel because the leadership would go and worship other gods, sacrifice to those gods. God said, I'm a jealous God. So, like he told Moses, when they go into the land, they will disobey my commandments. They will go follow other gods. and. That's exactly what happened. And time, generation after generation, it just repeated itself. So now that we, the church, are now grafted in the tree branch, which is Israel, we go through the same thing. But like I always say, and you're right, when you when you speak about the leadership, the pastorship. I mean, what 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 is what is going on in some of these churches? Are they just giving the people what they need to hear, which is which you can get in a therapy session? <laughs> but I guess the church is free. Yeah, of course. Um. So what are we feeding the flock? But that does has nothing to do necessarily with the leadership, unless the leadership is out of doctrine, exactly, or subtract. But there are, like you says, and we know some that are prosperity. They know what to say. You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily look at a man who leads a church, who's a pastor, and he's got a few chains on. He's got a he's got a nice beamer. You know, he's got some nice shoes. He's got some nice pants. He's got you know a few vacations here and there. But Where's that? Where's the money coming from? Is the question. I mean, does he have a job? You know, that's what I. I that that's what I would question. Does he have a job? No. Is they he don't working? Know. Is he hustling on the side and at the same time he puts his time in the ministry, in the pastorship? But like Jesus said, you know, uh, we need money to survive. God right. commanded us to work six days. Mm -hmm. We need to work, but we also put our time into the Lord. And the man that came to Jesus saying, Master, Master, what shall I do to inherit the kingdom? It sounded like to me the man was testing Jesus. Yeah. As if he wanted to say, Oh, uh, what are you going to give us that we didn't already hear? <laughs> As if to say, You know, you come here, you perform these miracles, you preach comforting words. Well, what, 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 what are you going to give us that we didn't already hear? So he told the man, you're a man of many possessions. You know, I'm sorry. The man first told Jesus, uh, Jesus first told the man, sorry. Uh, follow the commandments. As if he knew the man's intentions already. He already knew. He knew everybody's intentions. He already knew. So the man says, I've done that since my birth. I lack, I, I don't lack any of them. So Jesus said, all right, well, you're a man of many possessions. Sell all your possessions, give it to the poor, and come follow me. And you'll inherit the kingdom. Mm. And he just walked away. 
it, now, there you go. He got what he was looking for. He got something he never heard before. Jesus. And what has that got to do? What, what Jesus said, what has that got to do with the law, the commandments? As he said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy strength. Another commandment, no less great, love thy neighbor as thyself. So, the lack of love for one another is what's the problem. The lack of care. So, speaking of pastorship, the leadership in some of the churches, where's the love? Where's the love in Christ? Where's the love of Christ in you? To feed the flock. Jesus gave him exactly what he needed to hear. But the man took it from there. But if he told him, oh, you're fine. Um, follow, just follow the commandments, the law of Moses, and, and, and enjoy your possessions, enjoy your life. Oh, what was the point of Jesus' ministry? Exactly. It would all be vain. So I guess what I'm saying is, is that are those that come to church and aren't really there to grow spiritually, but they need to feel something. Mm-hmm. They need to. It's like going. You you're stressed out. You're aggravated. Yes. And which we all go through stress and aggravation. But sometimes people go to the liquor store, grab a beer or a smoke or whatever. Some people say, you know what? I'm tired of all that. I'm gonna go to the church. Now they go to the church and they feed off the words. They feed off the presence. They have people praying over them, people talking to them to hear their problems. Okay. But from there, are you growing? Do you know anything about God? Are you learning anything about God? That's the question. You know, nobody expects some some people to come to the faith and get baptized and, oh, that's it. They got it from there. No. No. You know, you don't go in the gym and lift a couple of dumbbells and walk out and that's it. You know, you're a bodybuilder. Yes. Called, do you believe in Christ? It's growth. Yeah. Can you trust in Him? Now that trust is a growing process. Mm-hmm. Prayer, reading the Word. This is how we trust in Him because the more we let Christ in, the more He takes over. When we just go about our business all week, not praying, not reading the Word, and I'm sure. Some of us have very busy lives, but there's always time. There's always time for God and prayer. So if you're not feeding on the word, you're not praying, you're not going to the church, how are you going to grow? How are you going to understand what church is? Now, does that mean that the leadership, the pastor, should sit there and look at certain people in the audience and say, hey, you know what? I got to get this one out of here. That depends. That depends if they're causing trouble. Or this one is sleeping with this one's wife, or this one's sleeping with this one's husband, and the pastor acknowledges it, mm-hmm. or hears about it and addresses it in a manner where he can know that this is true. Then the pastor has to take it from there and do what's right, according to according to Christ. Well, there's, there's something that Christ says. Mm. It's Christ, yeah. He said, um, if there's a problem with your brother, take it to him. And if he doesn't accept it, take it to, I think, a few uh, to the elders of the church. And then if they don't accept, if he still doesn't accept it, then take it to the leaders. So that's where it's like, you know, that's why a lot of times I never ran to the pastor, you know, I just dealt with the person myself and just went straight up to him. But, um, Always, what we continue saying anyway? <laughs> no, so that that's that's these are situations where they they they're handled in a way according to the leadership. And what I mean is, if it is addressed, these certain things. If I go to pastor, hey, this one over here is causing trouble. You know, they're, they're not they're not supporting one another with the faith, they're not growing, they're just causing trouble. Uh, this one is gossiping, this one's causing trouble, sleeping with this one's husband, this one's sleeping with this one's wife. 
you know, everyone's getting a little touchy-touchy. Mm-hmm. You know, then, then, you know, the pastor takes it from there. But, like I said, you also have leadership that knows exactly how to feed the flock for their own greed. Exactly. And, like I say, to all of you who are watching the podcast, know your God, know the word, and you'll know. You'll know the, if the pastorship in the churches is feeding you well. Well, obviously you got the, you got a, that's where the foundation is on. The foundation is on the word. Though a lot of people, they just, some of them just go to the church, you know, and they just, you know, they just hear what they want to hear. But how can you interpret if a church is right or not? It has to line up with doctrine. If, if it does not line up with doctrine, it is false church. It's either address them first. Though, if they don't accept it, then obviously, you know, it's a corrupted church. But a lot of people just don't even address them. None of this, none of this is being addressed. And they just like, oh, well, I like it. I'm going to get a miracle, you know. I'm going to hit the lottery if I sold, you know, 50 bucks today. You know, and it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, it's not even just the money. It's just, you know, I'm hearing about pastors, you know, like, um, certain people who were accusing them of stuff, the pastors were taking them out to dinner and, the, you know, they were offering them a piece of the pie of the money. And, you know, they played along. And some people did that. And I swore, there was a person in the church, um, this other church I was going, I checked out. And believe it or not, people from our church were there. They actually left Trinity to go there. And I never brought that up to the pastor, to our pastor. But they, um, I guess, you know, they, they felt something was wrong in our church, which our church is correct doctrine. But yes, it lacks, it lacks a few things. And there's, there's things I feel like it's love. It's loveless. Sorry about the background people noise. Uh, this is the first episode, so I'm not 100% all set up correctly. There's still a little, you know, touch-ups I got to do. And there's still little things I still got to get into line. But anyway... Point taken. Anyway, fact is that yeah, there's there in the, in our church there there's a lot of there's not there's no brotherhood like not saying there's no no brotherhood but you don't you know Christ says we're leaving our family you know like to fall to have it's basically the church is a new family brothers and sisters they're new family you know these are considered your brothers this is my family like when when they were like oh Jesus. Your brother, your, your your mother and your brothers are here, and then he just stands around and he looks around and he's like, "Who is my mother? Who is my brother?" And he goes, "Those who follow my father in heaven are my mother, my brother, my sister." So that's so that's basically the whole point is like we having a a new family, you know. And he basically a lot of people take it out. They never bring this up churches, and this has been on my heart for a while. Is that when Christ talked about about the man's greatest enemies would be members of his own household. And he says, when there's, there'll be five of them, three against two, two against three. And it would cause division. And I see, you know, I had that. I had that too, you know, there's problems. You get spiritual battle. There's some people who are not full in the Holy Spirit. And there's some people, like, I'm not have the Spirit in me all the time. But when I do, you know. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. You can actually notice the Holy Spirit in you. And I'm just saying, but there's times that I am just according to the flesh. And I just, but I, you have to stand according to doctrine. That's why I think God has the spirit removed from us. And he says, okay, I gave you the spirit. Now you know me. Now you felt me. Now he's going to be like, when you're back in the flesh, are you still going to follow me? Or are you just chasing a feeling? You know, because we can't can't follow the word of God according to just feeling. You know, a lot of people like, you know, it doesn't make me feel good. You know, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. That's not what this is about. We're a whole new creature in Christ. You know, it's a, you're basically born again. 
You know, how are you born again and you're practicing the same things? You're not born again. You just you just looked back. You know, that's all he did. And Christ says, you know, he who grabs the plow and looks back is not worthy of me. So, you know, it was, there's a lot of stuff that Christ says. I think, you know, a lot of pastors sugarcoat things. And oh, yeah. they just they just make it like, you know, he's just love, 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 and he just loves you. The friendly Jesus. It's an American uh, Jesus. Oh, well. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, I love you, a hippie Jesus. Yeah, that, they made a movie about that. I forgot what it was called. Um, you know, what's funny, I thought of something, John Hayden. It was a couple of days ago I saw him ministering in the church. You know, like he said, he was, he was talking about sowing the seed. Which he's is, famous. Everyone knows Don Hagee. He's even a political figure. Uh, so, um, he says, I, some of you cheapos out there, it's sowing the seed. He said, I saw a guy in the audience, and when the basket came to him, he made a face when he was putting his money in a cheapo. Yeah. So I looked, and I hear him saying that, and I go, number one, you shouldn't say something like that. Exactly. Especially, you know, you're on live. You know, and, and how do you know? Do you pay his bills? Does John Hagee pay their bills? How do you know why he's making a face putting it in there? Maybe Number one, maybe you're just saying he made a face. We don't know if he made a face. Oh, it wasn't. Maybe he had a back problem when he had a stretch to put the money in. It was just hurting him. Right? Oh, so he put a dollar or two in there. How do you know his cost of living? Hmm. You know? How do you know? John Hagee, where, where's your sewing? Who's John Hagee? John Hagee, the, the chubby guy with the glasses and the white hair. He looks like Penguin from Batman. Yeah. Is he the southerner? Like penguin. Is he, he the southerner? Like huh? Southerner, right? Yeah. Oh, that guy. Oh, God forbid. I, I, I get angry when I see that guy. That guy says, you know, okay, yeah, it does trouble our hearts, but Jesus addressed this. He says, be be, be careful. Uh, there's uh, many who will come to you with sheep clothing, sheep yeah. clothing, but inside they're raging wolves. So this is not something that we're trying to, we're not trying to attack these, uh, these ministries, but we are just trying to let people know mm -hmm. that it's out there and it's happening now and get back to the word of God, get to know Christ. If you do not know Jesus Christ, you will not know the church. You will not know the pastorship. Oh, please get back into the word of God and tell God, give me your spirit of understanding. You know, there's uh, that guy, John Hagee, there was something he said. I don't know. I, I, I got me angry and I was cracking up laughing at the same time. But there was somebody going, oh, you're a false church. You just want prosperity. Oh, he says, um. Yeah, oh, you're, you're a millionaire. You're doing this or just for the millions. And he goes, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. And he goes, yeah, you're doing it for the millions, the guy says. And he goes, no, you're wrong. And he's like, and he's like, keep talking to me like that. I'll buy this building to fire you. And he's like, I knew it was a little fleshy, but he's like, but it felt good. And everybody's laughing with him and everything. But he's like... I don't know how people follow people. I don't know how they listen to people like this. If Christ ever came here and talked like that, and actor, your pastor, your leader has to be a Christ figure. You read the Gospels, and you still see these men, and they, is that a Christ figure to you? If Christ came to the world like that, people would like, you know, maybe people wouldn't like him. Because to tell you the truth, Christ was hated. He was hated because all he did was preach about love, and uh, selfless, being a total selfless person, okay, and was being denying myself, picking up my cross, and I and I asked myself, how many people are going to attract to that doctrine? Like when I want to preach to new people, and I tell them like, how do I get them in the beginning? No, because you're not going to get a person telling them to deny yourself and pick up your cross and. 
follow Christ and you have to stop all this, that, 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 they're going to run for the hills. So that's what I say. Like, how do we get these people in the beginning? Tell them, hey, you ever watch John Hagee? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how to approach a person and I don't know, like, how to uh, tell them about the gospel. That's one thing. And that's one thing I got to start working on. But that's why I read the I read the word. I read the word every day. I feed on the word. I stay away from the television. I really don't even use social media. I just watch videos on Facebook, and it's all about ministry. But I stick I stick straight into the word, and you got to feed on the word. Even Christ says, um, though a man he gave all parables, you know, all parables. No, I don't think one thing he said was literal until after he died and rose again. So that's why they think there was a parable. He said that a lot of people are taking the rich man and Lazarus. That was a parable, but I'm not going to get into that now. But the thing is that he said um, he saw a man sows seed, and some seed fall on the brick, some seed fall on tares, some seed fall on perfect soil, you know. And you know, so then they're like, "Yo, can um, can you explain this parable to me?" And they were like. And Christ told the disciples, and the disciples didn't even understand the parable, you know, and they were like, yeah, the, the one that falls on the bricks and the birds come and take it away, that's Satan. Like, basically, I pick up on these parables so easy. And it says that Satan, the seed is the word. It's the word coming to you. It's the doctrine. It's the, you know, the word of God coming, being planted into you. And when the birds come and take it away, basically that's Satan taking away the word out of you right away. Mm -hmm. So the one that falls on the tares, like it feels good now, right? But then when it grows, it gets choked up into the tares, the the plant. So that's what he's saying. There's people who feel good now. And I seen even in the beginning when I was baptized, everybody who got baptized, he felt great. The Holy Spirit's coming and that. And then I seen later on how they fall away. And then it's just that it got boring. To me, a lot of the faith became just a hype to people. It was like, yeah, we're going to be good now because everybody wants to be good. They want to be perfect. So they're going to, you know, everybody's getting that Holy Spirit rushing them. And, you know, they're, they're, they're pumped up. They're puffed up. That's what Paul says. And then all of a sudden, they just take a dive. This is boring. You know, the opposite happened yeah. to me. Like what? When I'm, I'm Everyone who says I got baptized, they felt so late. I didn't. I felt it. Nothing. I'm not. I, I said, you know, all the talk, and I believe you. So I do, you know. But when I got baptized, I just felt like I went in the water and came back up. But that's it. Wow. But I, is there anything wrong with that? I don't think so. I always had him in my heart. I always believed in him. I'll, maybe for people that don't know him or just started with it, maybe it's a little different. You know what I believe? But as far as me, it was like I grew stronger in the faith, mm -hmm. stronger in the faith because I put my mind to it. And still, you know, I tended to myself. And, and But sometimes God takes over the show. He goes, you know what? This guy has a heart for me, but he's struggling with the flesh. Mm -hmm. I gotta help him to get away from him from himself and become a new creature in me. You know, God has this chosen. He said before the foundations I chose. You know, so like you were saying about the seed falling on the tares. Falling on tears, and the good soil. You know, that's the hearts. When the word is falling into into the tares. These are hard hearts, corrupted hearts. They seek not the good word, but they seek their own pleasures. Mm -hmm. And they're only going to depend on the worldly pleasures. That's quite obvious. But the, the good soil, those are the ones that are open-hearted to the truth, mm -hmm. that are open-hearted to God. And those are his chosen. So the truth is, like, there's people, they... Like I said, they take it. I think they take it also like it's a new drug. Like they take it, you know, a lot of people getting off of drugs, they're getting off of drinking, they're getting off of all the, you know, the bad life. And they, we all tell ourselves when we're hooked on something, we're like, I just want, I just want to be good. I just want to be clean. I just want to live good. 
So I believe, you know, they just get that hype in the beginning. And then later on, like, they're like, oh, what am I doing this for? I didn't get no big money out of this. Because everybody who's coming to Christ now, or most people, like majority, especially Americans, it's just American mentality. But they come to God, they just believing that it's good prosperity, that you're going to get rewards now. It's all now and that, oh, and then when we die, we get to go to heaven to the top of it. You know, like, I, it doesn't work that way, you know, because as Paul said, like, you know, even Christ is saying you're denying yourself, picking up your cross and following him. It's it's nothing but long suffering. I'm not saying that I'm trying to tell the viewers that you're going to suffer, suffer, suffer. But it's basically, you know, like, you know, I'm saying like, you're going to get good. You're going to feel great. You live Christ or you live for the world, either or. Exactly. Just like heads and tails, pick. Exactly. Because us who come to Christ, you read you read the scriptures, the prophets, mm. the apostles, the disciples. I don't know. Were they rich? Were they living good? Not one of them. Well, they were all persecuted for the truth. Mm. But they had the love of Christ in them. So in this world, Christ says, they will hate you for my name's sake, or they hated me first. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what makes what what makes the believers think that, oh, I come to church, I do good things, I'm going to be blessed, good health, Tight. my family's going to be well. No, no, it's the opposite. If your life is going well, without any problems or issues, Those are you know, you got 10 vacations a year. You know, you're comforted. You're, you're, you're sitting in the, in, in the sinner's nest. And what you need is, is that dove, the Holy Dove, the Holy Spirit who comes through the dove to come and take you out of that nest. And be grateful if he does, because once he takes you out of that nest, it's, it's, it's a hard place from there. But the love of Christ that's in us is greater. Than these, than these pleasures that really don't please us. It's just moments. Mm. A moment, whether you're, you're, you're hanging out with the guys, drinking, getting with girls, having orgies, yada, yada, or going out, doing drugs, getting a, an hour or two of a high, and then that's it after that. Back, back to yourself, back to misery. What else can I do to be happy? You know? This is an unhappy world, so we got to find things. To make us happy. Christ fills them. Now it may not sound that simple and easy. Where you just go. Oh, Jesus make me happy and happy. No you gotta, you gotta allow him to take over your heart. Take over your life. And then you will see. I ask him all the time. Purify my heart. Purify my thoughts. You know set me free from the wicked sinful desires of this world. That my flesh calls upon. Set me free from it. And I started to see a lot of things. I'm starting to be like, I don't like doing this no more. I don't like doing that no more. Like, what the heck? I love doing that. I love doing this. But now it's like, what? I don't like doing that no more. But I can't wait to read the Bible. I Sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to pray to God. And I think before I go and I talk to God. And then when I do talk to God, I can't stop. All of a sudden, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. You know? So, you know, the church has to make a choice, whether it's the members or the leadership. It's got to make a choice, either Christ or this world. Yeah, I don't, I, I'll be honest. Like, when people say to me, well, oh, you're a Christian? I don't even want to use that anymore. I tell them, no, I'm a follower of Christ. I don't say Christian. I think Christian became its own deadline. It became, it just became... Catholicism again. It's called worldly. Catholic means worldly. So, like, I think it's becoming because where's the Catholic faith? Everybody's going Christian now. Well, and I'm starting to see idols in Christianity. You know, I'm starting to see, you know, the same worship people like confessing things to the pastors and making the pastors like they have that kind of power. Same thing with the father, the priest uh, that he's involved. I'm saying that I see the same things. And there's another thing I want to add. It's like, even um. No, but I have this problem too. That comfort, comfort is another tool of the devil. 
the devil to my comfort. I come to Christ. Like, and I pray, like, I just wanted to comfort, comfort, comfort. I just want to be in my own comfort zone and all this. And it's nothing. It's not, it's not the comfort that is of God. The comfort of God is basically, you could see, like, the world is on fire and everything. Even though it's a problem, but the thing is, we are still at peace. Because how are we going to love others that hate us? You know, how could you keep that mentality? How could you keep that heart? How do you love others that hate you? How do you love others that are going to curse you, spit at you? How do you still love them? Like I tell myself, you know why? Because I was like them. And they just don't know what they're doing. So I guess because how can I turn over and be a person like this now? So they're just... It's all time and place. That's why I think it, I believe that we love them no matter what. Because the love of Christ is in us. Exactly. Because we can't love nature, yet. We wouldn't love somebody who hates us. Exactly. Without Christ, that's it's just not possible. That's what separates God from us. Is exactly. love. There's nothing else. He's a God. We've heard of many gods, but this God showed something we've never seen before or heard of. And that was through Jesus Christ. When he was being crucified and they were yelling, mm -hmm. screaming at him, spitting at him, mocking at him, pulling his beard, saying, save yourself, save yourself. Oh, Come yeah. on. Yeah. Well, look up, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. What? It's just somebody. You can't even make this up. You can't make this up. Uh, 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 uh. A normal human being could not think of something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm talking the, the, the most righteous human being in the world couldn't even think of something like this. I never heard anyone in the old scriptures say it. Well, Moses, but he was filled with the Spirit. He was in the presence of God. So he was filled with that love. Mm -hmm. Before that, he didn't even want to go help the people. Yeah, when know. God addressed him, he said, no, not me, take someone else. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, time and time after, God says, oh, I'm going to kill these people. They, 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 their anger towards me, their disobedience, their, their hardened of hearts, their stiff necked people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wipe them out and I'm just going to continue with you, Moses. Moses said, No, take me, not them. What? Moses, why would Moses say such a thing? You can't make one Moses. All right, you know what? They are annoying. That's crazy. He goes, You know, they are annoying. Let, let's do it. No, he says, I would advise Take me, not them. At so that time. God, our holy God, is saying, I am going to end them. I'm going to kill them because of the hardness of their hearts and because they want to go and worship other gods. I'll continue with you, Moses. And Moses says, no, take me not that. It's not possible. He was filled with the, the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. He was in the presence of the Holy One. So, how many, He was in the presence of of God for so long, he was like 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 a magnet, and his spirit just kept coming in him and coming in him. David cried out, saying, "Give me your wife." David, in the Psalms, crying out, "Lord, give me your heart." Why would he even ask for that? Because he knew his God. Exactly. He knew his God is love, and that's one thing you have these other faiths that don't understand that Jesus is fulfilling. Scripture. Him suffering and dying for us was a fulfillment. Not not just uh, Isaiah 53 and all the prophecies, but just look at the prophets. Yeah, exactly. They knew who their God was. They knew he was a God of love. And how is he a God of love? Oh, he loves us? Oh, okay, you love me. But that display of love, that's, that's just unthinkable to sit there and, and suffer the way he suffered. A crucifixion is the worst, worst thing in the world, worst thing in history ever go through. Mm -hmm. And to sit there and these guys that these guys that are cursing at you, yelling at you, hated you since the day they knew of you, while you're being beaten and crucified, you say, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. That's that's he's God. He's God. And that, to me, ends the conversation, ends all debates. You're a Muslim, you're a Jew, you're a Buddhist, you're, you're an atheist. That ends it right there. You can't even imagine a human being being like that. 
came in a man's fashion. Well, this is God, and we see this throughout the scriptures, his love. We do see the love through his prophets. Well, well what I was going to say is that the pastor said, um, no, uh, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, um, that our faith, you know, we are the only faith. I think he got it from a book or something. Or, I don't know, something. But uh, he said, we are the only faith that actually glorifies through our humility. Humility is glorified. And you know, that's what actually brought a lot of people to the faith. Was because in the Romans, with the Romans, the more they were killing, the more people believed. That's amazing because you know over here, I, I don't know would people believe? Would people believe when people are getting persecuted in this country? You know they wanted to see you know the big car, the nice house. You got your own, you got your own uh, yacht, you got a plane. They want to see all that, and they're like that, that. That's not success. That's not that's success of the world. You know. Well, how does that define? I just don't understand this. And how do people do not get this through their heads? And I ask myself this. And I'm like, do you think that? Is everybody, am I trying to think everybody's on my level? Like, could people be that foolish? Yes. Yes. Like you said, like God said it first, and we see it through the scriptures. Come on. For example, I understand your heart for the, for the word, Christ. And the ministry, mm -hmm. but God, God said it. He said, "My people die lack of knowledge." His own people, they were slaves in Egypt, slaves, slaves in Egypt. They saw the glory of God, setting them free, departing the Red Sea, feeding them in the in the wilderness, in the desert, and still they complained and actually sat there and built a golden calf and worshipped that, that did absolutely nothing for them. What made them think of such a thing, I don't understand. But, and, and, but it continued to generation, generation, generation. Christ came. Israel was under the authority of Rome. So they're slaves again. They're under their own authority. They had to give taxes. That really yeah. killed them. They were raping their wives. They were crucifying them for, for pleasure. So when this Jesus came and was a Messiah figure, what Messiah are you? This is a dead Messiah. We, we want someone to save us from Rome. How many times were you saved? How many times were you saved in the, in the, in the Torah, in the Tanakh? How many times and still you rejected God? So what makes that time, that generation of the second temple, any different from Egypt when when you saw the hand of God at work in Christ. Exactly. And still you rejected. Why? Because, oh, that's not what we want. Exactly. They want their own God. They want. And then what? Um, the Messiah comes to save you. Then what? He's going uh, so to find a way to sacrifice kids again to other gods. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we want another Messiah. This one's boring us. Exactly. You know, uh, so why did Christ come? To change our hearts unless we are filled with the spirit that he gave to us when he left we can never be to god it's not possible without the spirit of course not no because if you're because if you think about it that's why i think when the bible talks about the world like in the beginning we were created from the dust of the earth but then god breathed life into us so that's what i think is the difference is the world is the flesh it's referring that the world is the flesh. from the earth. Exactly. That's what I'm talking it's about. Does? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But uh, the spirit is from God. So that's what I'm saying. There's two things we're in battle with. And it's like, you got to tell your flesh to shut up, you know? And it's just, this is when they talk about the world. He loves the world. The world means is loving yourself. It's loving yourself. It's loving everything that's out there that's just pleasing this. I did many things in the flesh. Many. And it did not. I'm telling you right now. You do every, you know, every aspect of the flesh with the wants. I want this. I want that. I want that. It never satisfied. You can even be doing drugs like the proper way. You can say, oh, well, I only do this one time a day. I do one bag a day. But guess what? You could be keeping on that, that, 
that same routine, your flesh would say, I need two bags a day now. It automatically yeah. gets bored. It's the same thing like with gods. Yeah. They had gods, not one god. They had many gods because things were, they switched gods because it's boring. We, the problem with man is, we are never content according to one way. We get bored. We're unsatisfied beings. Yes, that's that's what I realized. This is I'm I'm never satisfied. And everybody call me spoiled. It's just generally. We all like that. You know, it's just we generally never happy. So this is how we learn. Hackham when when this food is great. I can eat a cheeseburger now. It's okay. But I could starve for two days and that cheeseburger was fantastic. It is amazing. And the fries, and I loved it like I never loved it before. So that's what I'm saying. How this is why God contains us that we so we wait, we're patient. That's why we don't get it all at once. You get everything at once, you're corrupt. Like I'm just saying, this is why God keeps us contained like that. And we're like, why are you making me suffer? You know, because he knows what's best. He created you. We didn't we didn't create ourselves. And the thing is, what about your kids? When your kids come up to you, Daddy, I want this, Daddy, I want that, Daddy, let me drive. What are you gonna tell them? Yeah, because I love you know, look at the spoilness with the parents today. They're giving everything to the kids. Look how screwed up these kids are getting. It's the same thing, father and the children. This is what father does with their children. We're doing the same exact thing. So the thing, that's why we're going, no, you can't have this. And they cry and go, because I know what's best. We look out for what's best for his children. Like Christ says, if his son asks for bread, his father, give him a stone. If he asks for fish, he's going to give him a serpent. Understand? He of you who do evil things, when your father, you know, you give good things to your children, you who are evil, you know? How much more would your father in heaven give you for those who ask him? But then we ask ourselves, why are you giving me this now? I want it now. Because he knows when. He knows. He's perfecting you. He's he's the vine dresser. He sows the seed. You understand? Christ sowed the seed. But the father is the vine dresser. And he's taking care of you every day. Trust me, he knows how to make you grow. We think, oh, I got it now. You know, I feel good now. I got the spirit in me. I know what I'm doing. Oh, I, I was like that. You know, I knew gods. I knew nothing. You know, trust me, how many mistakes I made all year. Uh, you know, even though coming to Christ, even though I studied all the scriptures for many years, I studied the word of God. But I finally did the walk last year. I commit to it being a doer, not just a hearer. So that's the thing. It's a big step. You know, it's a big step you take. And I'm denying myself the person who wants everything in his hands right away. You know, even if I knew I was getting something like in five hours, I was still not satisfied. I want it right now. Yeah. You know, and all of them, my mind would tease me. And, you know, like, I want that. It's boring. You know, but anyway, besides the fact is like, this is what God's doing. He is perfecting you. So those who lose hope, and go backwards. No, that's just the worst thing you could do because it's basically it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. You turned back, you know, and then you you were like, eh, I don't like that. What's going on? You know, I don't know. But it's basically like you turned back and you're like, no, you know, I missed that place. And this is why you destroyed. Like this many times I wanted to turn back. No, I wasn't turning back. Uh, Lots white. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she became, you know, basically yeah. ash. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a lot of times I want to turn back. I was ready to do what I had to do. I was ready. I got everything all set. And I'm like, what's the outcome here? What's the outcome here? What, how is this going to end up? Even that's, because then when you get back to, you see how I feel now? If I say I went out and did the drugs, and then, you know, I had that good time, I'm going to wish I felt the way I felt now tomorrow. Because after you do it, you just feel 10 times worse. The guilt, the conviction on top of it. And just the, I don't know, it's just a disgusting feeling. And you just feel like, you know, you just let everything down. And you just, you know, God's watching you. There's a lot of people who actually do this. They just still do it. 
and they just go to the church and they just because they so like they gave a tight or you know they just sat there and listened to the pastor it's the same thing when they listen to the priest that basically eh, I'm good now I'm forgiven I went to the altar I said a prayer you know we're forgiven no we gotta practice Christ like we gotta he said be perfect as the father in heaven is perfect even though a lot of us say we, we'll never be perfect but you can't have that mentality you should say I am going to be perfect because I am is perfect, <laughs> you know. So that's what I'm saying. Like we need to focus on being perfect. That's only if they want it. Some people don't care how they degrade themselves and then they come to God with no humility. And I just, like I said, I don't understand how people think like that. I don't understand how people like where their mentality is or if they're mentally uh, dest destroyed or they just don't care. And because I have a heart for things, and there's a lot of things that hurt me when I see. And other people just don't care. And I'm like, are they human? You know, like, I don't, it's just it's just weird. But like God says, many are called, but few will enter. Very few will enter. So I think everybody should really sure, focus man. on that. And, um, you know, we talk about this. We're not trying to judge others, but this is real. And we know the judge of all will judge these people for these things. Whether you are members of the church, leaders in the church, you will be judged for this. So we have to sit there and make a choice. Either we follow Christ and the truth, or we follow man and his lies. So me, I have to finish up here because I have to go. And um, this was great. I thank you, Nikki, for thank you. putting me on the podcast. And um, I pray God bless this ministry. God bless the churches. And I, we will be praying for the churches. We'll be praying for those who are, who are lost, even to those that are in the faith, but not grown in the faith. We pray for you. We're not judging you, but we send out this message. So that the spirit opens up your eyes. It's the spirit who speaks through us. It's not us who speak, but the spirit who speaks through us because we're believers. Mm -hmm. So, Nick, you want to close out with a prayer? Uh, yes. Um, I think we'll do it a prayer. No, I'll do it. I'm just not set up right. All right. Father in heaven, we pray to you in Yeshua, Jesus Christ's name, our Lord. Please, Father. Let everybody find it in their heart. Let the Spirit come into us. Let the Holy Spirit come into us. Convict us, Lord. Convict us. Let us grow in the Spirit. Let us be filled with the Holy Spirit and be alive and, and awoke. Let the Spirit fill us with all the fruits of the Holy Spirit, basically saying that we need to be filled with love. Love is the whole of the law, Lord. It's the whole of the law. Fill us with love, with peace, with joy, especially faith. Help us with our unbelief, faith, compassion, charity, self-control, and through our long-suffering, Lord. Let us be convicted and not be, like, spoiled or be like that, we you know, be that American kind of, you know, person that just wanted what we want, how we want. We need to be more like you, Christ. Let us grow in the faith. Let us grow in the heart. Convict us. Renew our minds. Renew our hearts, Lord. Let us all hear. I pray, even though this is the beginning, Lord, I pray that everybody hears any kind of ministry, even this ministry, even though it's the first. But I pray, Lord, you bless us and we establish greater and greater and greater to proceed your word. We do more studying. I pray we more read the word. We, we be filled with the spirit. Fill us with the spirit. It's not that it's just the main thing we read and we're good and then we walk away. And then we just feel good for the moment. Let us be filled and grow and let the Spirit guide us, Lord, mentally, physically, in the heart. Oh, holy, Lord. I pray this in Yeshua, Jesus Christ's name. Thank you, everybody, for listening. God bless you all in Yeshua, Jesus Christ's name. I also want to say, if you want to help support, because this is the beginning, you could uh, cash up us at Inevitable Truth 777. Or Venmo, Inevitable Truth 777, or Inevitable Truth 777 at gmail.com. I thank you all for listening. Or anybody thank listen? You. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it.
May God bless you all. And please uh, subscribe. Click Mike. that like button. And please keep watching the videos. It's going to get uh, better and better as it goes on. There'll be different topics. And this is going to help. This is going to help many uh, to grow, to have understanding in the faith. And we all know there's a lot of podcasts out there. You know, God bless them. There's a lot of them out there that are really good, that stick to the word, that are reaching out. And we pray for them also. So thank you all for listening. And uh, please pray for our ministry, our podcast. Pray for the churches. Pray for the fellowship. Pray for the pastorship. And let's be disciples. Not yeah, just keep not just keep everything in the church, but the church is the body. God says, give me a body I can work. So get out there. Bring the church out there. God will give you an opportunity to spread the word, the good news, and to show the love of Christ. Without the love of Christ, doesn't help the preaching at all. Exactly. They want to see it. Show the love of Christ out there. Be different from the world. And preach the good news. Jesus says, you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. There's nothing to be shy about, but rejoice and be glad. But he is real. He's everlasting. We only existed for a few thousand years. So please, God bless you all. And I pray you all go strong in the faith. God bless you all.